Yeah. Yeah. Enough talk. Enough talk. <laughs> What's going on? All the badasses are here. All the warriors from Snake Mountain. I don't know. We got we got Snake Mountain warriors, or we got Eternia warriors. I don't know. We, we represent here. Either way, badasses abound from everywhere. That's right. I'm hearing something. Is somebody got YouTube on? I do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hearing that. But it's going to be an awesome day, an awesome stream. That's right. Hanging out with some badasses. Eric, I'm really jealous of your collection, Asian Movie Enthusiasts. <laughs> Look you. at that. Is that it's the castle right there? Look at yeah. this. Look at this awesomeness. Right. Look at all that. You got, Oh, shit. You got Battle Cat and... Oh, what you What? Yeah, dude, from my, that is from my childhood. All of these, yeah. Things. See, my 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 father, <laughs> my father always told me, "Son, keep your toys." When I was growing up, I was like, "I'm a teenager now, Dad. You know, I don't need any toys. I don't need any, right?" Now look at me, look at me, grown ass adult, representing son. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, wait, infestation over wait. there. Bow. Yeah, we go. We gonna we gonna represent. Fuck it. Fuck it. It's fun. It's fun to go back and enjoy your childhood. And uh, speaking of enjoying childhood, sexy sumo, what's going on, my other, my, my brother from another mother? How you doing, man? Nothing much, man. Just uh, joining right. you guys for a little while before I get ready for work. Yeah, cop way. Appreciate hey, you stopping Eric by. Have a, Eric, do you have a, a guilder over there by any chance? No, no, I don't. <laughs> does, does, does anyone have a guilder? <laughs> I have a guilder. Bruno's like that character in uh, Jingle All the Way, you know, where they're like, "We haven't got any Turbo Man, but we got." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, nobody wants that shit. <laughs> and and also, it's an honor and and privilege and pleasure having the director filmmaker of Knuckle Dust. That's right, Chad. If you've not seen Knuckle Dust, it's a fun action comedy, over the top badassity. Check it out. Director James Kermack. All the way from the UK. Thanks Thank for joining for today's stream, my brother. Thank That's you for right. letting me represent the UK yeah. here. Yeah, got to represent. Let's see who's here from the Movie Dojo Army. 20 badasses already here tonight. Who do we got? From Snake Mountain. Red Raven, what's going on? Woo Bear, Andre Atkins. I love food. Oh, there's our favorite, Sumo. Beefy <laughs> McWhat... Be Beefy McWhat now. I have the power. That's right, representing... That's right, Jake Hall, John Martinez, Mike Swift, David M. Hurd, what's going on? Omega32, Heather, what's cracking? She's got the power too, Briscoe. Oh, man. Oh, man. Adolf, how you doing? Nice. <laughs> all, the way from, all the way from Texas, that's right. All right. You're looking good, sir. You're looking good. All right, we got all the badasses here tonight having fun, getting together, talking about what we love, which is movies. That's right, on this newest episode of... Is it really that bad? Today we're talking Masters of the Universe, 1987, and how the fuck, how in the how in the actual fuck, me being a fucking 80s kid, how did I not see this in theater when this came out? How? How? This is impossible. Impossible. Transformers, the animated movie. How did I not see that in theater growing up? I have, I don't know why. But I have a small, tiny memory of, for some reason, of me sitting in a theater with my dad for the fucking GoBots fucking movie. Like, how the fuck did Ooh. that happen? 
like the fucking rock lords. You guys remember that shit? <laughs> Gobots versus yeah. robots yeah. that transform into rocks. <laughs> who who came up with this shit? That sounds like Star Wars now. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. For some reason, I have a small memory that I think I saw that in theater, but the big wigs I somehow missed. So uh, we're going to go around, talk about our memories of the movie before we kind of dive, dive deep into the plot synopsis a little bit. Um, but yeah, so I kind of came, I, I missed my whole chance, grew up as a young teen, and caught it on television growing up. And I watched it on television, and I thought it was entertaining, right? Uh, but it's it's not a perfect movie. <laughs> it's got some flaws in it, but we'll, we'll we're going to point it out. But at the end of the day, the only thing that really matters is were you entertained or not, right? But I'm going to get this off my chest right now. I totally get and I understand for those people out there that hate this movie. I get it. I get it. I totally get it, right? I understand that, right? Same complaints from the from the fucking Thor movies that you get now. Especially the first Thor. Mo- mostly the first Thor movie. Why does it always have to take place? The whole fucking movie's on Earth. We'd rather be in Asgard, right? Like, I get it, right? I get it, right? But we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about it. But I grew up with it on TV, and uh, I-, I had fun with it. I don't know. I just wasn't expecting it to be the greatest of all, greatest movies of all time. I just was like, oh, well, this is fun. I like Dolph Lundgren. Let's go ahead and do this, Right? But I was captivated by Frank Langella's performance as Skeletor. Just, I really could not take my eyes off the screen every time he was on screen. And it was, it was a lot of fun revisiting this movie, you know, all these years later. And I watched it last, last night. And there's no, there's no difference. It's the exact same. I feel the exact same way. Every time Frank Langella as Skeletor is on screen, I can't, I'm captivated. His little... His little Skeletor-isms, <laughs> the way he looks around, the way he sometimes looks like he's having an orgasm while, fu- while He-Man's getting the shit kicked out of him. Like, there's these little things, and it was like, some moments he was over the top, but it was over the top in a good way. In other ways, it was like little subtle things, you know, that he would kind of, not, not shout, he would whisper and talk quietly for a few things. It grabs your attention, you know what I mean? And I think I think overall, a lot of people that pretty much hate this movie, and we're not here to bash them, right? Sexy Sumo, you bought the Blu-ray recently, so you never know. When we get around to you, you may hate this You may hate this movie, right? I always say, yeah. I, I will not say anything until I'm ready. Okay, all right. There you go. Like I said, hey, if you hate it, it's all love, right? It's all love. We can all agree to disagree. It's all good here. Uh, but I think the consensus is... Even those that even those that were disappointed in this movie and they hate it, no one really complains about Skeletor. It's always Gwildor. It's always they spend the whole fucking movie on Earth. It's always characters we're focused on characters we don't care about instead of the main characters. It's you, there's a ton of complaints about the movie, but no one complains about Skeletor. So when we finally get around to Sumo, and if he complains about Skeletor, I'm going to boot him uh, from the screen. I'm not taking it. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I discovered the movie on television, uh, full screen, pan and scan. And then, uh, but I, I thought it was entertaining when I used to watch it on TV. Eric, history with the film. Yeah, I grew up with the with the cartoon, of course. Yeah. And this. This film, Masters of the Universe, was the first film I ever saw in a movie theater. Woo! I remember going there with my mom, 
and one of her friends and one of their sons and stuff. And uh, yeah, it was pretty, I remember being, you know, a little frustrated with the changes they made, but still enjoying the film. Uh, I think I actually had more problems with uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Part 2, Secret of the Ooze, with the changes they made to that film when I first saw it. So this one I had a little, you know, I think we'll get into the details why I did like it, but uh, I was good with it, and I watched it on a fairly regular basis, and I actually still do. I usually watch this film like once a year. It's fun. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, I'm a fan as well, kind of, but I do understand the problems with it. Yeah, yeah. We're not blind. We have eyes, you know. But uh, I don't know. Let's see what Sexy Sumo has to say. Uh, first time watching the movie. <clears throat> not what? actually. I saw it as a kid on VHS. Oh, okay. There we go. But I, I, I just didn't remember a whole lot of it. Right. Um. But watching it, actually watching it for the what second time. Yeah. You know, since it came out. Uh, yeah. It was. Uh, it was something else, man. Uh, a lot of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's being nice. He's being that's a being nice answer Look, there. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat around the bush. I didn't hate it, nor did okay. I love it. I did okay. enjoy it though. Okay, that's it. I'm I'm, I'm right in the middle. Yeah. You know, yeah. it had some it had some good some good uh some, some funny parts. I I personally enjoyed Gildor. I, I know everybody <laughs> hated him. Well, but Billy Barty's hilarious, man. It's it's Billy Barty. So yeah, we yes. like Billy Barty. Yeah, that's, we that's definitely AKA like Noodles Macintosh from UHF. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and then he was also on uh, Legend, right? Willow. Yeah, he was on Legend. Willow. So he did a lot of good stuff, man. He's he's, he's a funny little guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, a lot of the things that I saw, I mean, I mean, are we going over key points or just kind of going what I enjoyed about it? Just, well, okay, we, yeah, go ahead. We'll do that. And we'll just I mean, swing I, back I'll around just, again. Yeah, you know what? I'm good. I'll, I'll leave it right there that I'm right in the middle. Okay. I, li- I liked okay. it, didn't love it, didn't hate it. Okay. All right. Cool. Sexy Sumo, you are now banished. You're now banished from Snake Mountain. You're supposed to give this movie A+. (laughs) All right, James. I can't can't follow that. Jesus Christ. Um, You can't do a Skeletor impression and then go, James, you talk now. You're just fucking me off completely. UK just got fucked over again. Uh, Yeah, I saw this in the cinema. I remember being very excited. I had the sticker book. So I collected all the stickers. I spent every nice. pocket money I got on collecting these stickers and filling up that book. And, you know, it would always give you like a kind of the insight to the entire film. So I was super yeah. excited. Um, I think, yeah, I grew up on the cartoon, on the comic books, you know, like um, the film doesn't, it didn't have the budget to go into the full lore of the of, of the character and the Eternia and the world and yeah you know it, it it did it just it's a canon film so like yeah. uh, it, it didn't have the budget to go into a you know a Lord of the Rings yeah. Star Wars esque mm-hmm. style movie which is what ideally the character deserved but as a kid getting to see live action He Man and Skeletor yeah was enough. I mean, I think that's what I take from it is like uh, the bits that they get right momentarily at certain points are, are great because it's the only film we have at the moment of Master of the Universe. So that's I'll take right. it for that. But everything, you, you know, setting it on Earth, I know it was kind of lazy and, and, and stuff like that. And it, it gets yeah. a bit much. But um, the bits that they get right are so exciting that it makes you want the film version that I think everyone deserves. Right. Well, that's excellent. Excellently. Excellently? Put? <laughs> I can say something. No Skeletor for him. 
<laughs> I'm only saving it for you, Sumo. No, it's all good. Sexy Sumo, you boob. <laughs> you royal boob. Uh, but now I'm, now I'm really jealous. You guys, both of you saw that in theater. How cool is that? You know what? It's Here's the thing. I had a lot. Again, should have listened to my dad. I would I'd be having all my cool shit like Eric. Uh, but uh, I was a fan of the cartoon. I mean, we're going back to OG now. We're going back. All the younglings right now in the chat going, what the fuck? Huh? The hell is this? Right. We're going back to OG. You know, Beast Man, Evil Lynn, right? Man in Arms, right? Tila, the Sorceress, right? We're going back. And, you know, I, I used to watch it all the time. You know, when I hear the theme song now, you know, it's just, man, it brings me back. It brings back a lot of memories, man. A lot of memories. Sat- Saturday mornings, man. Yeah. When you yeah, get up early and all the cartoons will be on and, yeah, you know, yeah. that would be the and, only day you get up early for. Yeah, and it, one of the complaints I heard for the for this film is fans of the, diehard fans of the cartoon growing up, when they saw the movie, they're, you know, they were disappointed because it didn't take place all on Eternia, and that's, under, that's understandable. It's understandable. But if I enjoyed it on TV as a fun little sci-fi fantasy flick with, some, with a few characters that I, re- I recognize... I probably would have liked it even more in the theater. This is just me. This is just me. I would have liked it even more in the theater if I saw it as a, as a young, young kid. When I'm watching the cartoon, I probably would have lost my shit, yeah. to be honest. It's probably a good thing I didn't see the animated version of Transformers in the theater. Because I probably would have bawled my eyes out when Optimus Prime died. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So that's, that's probably what happened. So it's probably a good thing I didn't see that in theater. Fuck the Transformers! Fuck the Transformers! <laughs> Only He-Man and Masters of the Universe are the greatest cartoon in the 80s! <laughs> <laughs> That's so, really good, man. <laughs> thank you. impression that you've got. Thank you. Very sweet. All right, so let's get into the plot here. And then we'll just go around in circles, and or I'll, I'll kind of I'll, I got bootleg notes over here, and you guys you guys jump in whenever. Jump in whenever as I go through the notes, and we'll talk about the film here. All right. Plot synopsis. All right. The heroic warrior He-Man battles against the evil Lord Skeletor and his armies of darkness for the control of Castle Grayskull. Again, horrible plot synopsis by uh, IMDB. But a fun cast we have here. We have the only man who could have fucking played He-Man... <laughs> In the eighties, as Dolph Lundgren, Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger's got his Conan. He's not going to play He Man, okay? He, Arnold is taken. He's got his own characters. Dolph was a great choice. Great. You know, choice. They could have. They could have had Bosworth. Brian Bosworth would have been good from Stone Cold. Oh, but Stone Cold was nineties, right? Oh, I don't know. Is that end of eighties or beginning of nineties? I'd have to check. That's not I a bad know. pick, actually. That's what about the other pick. guy from uh, I Come in Peace? The big guy that was uh, the villain. Oh. <laughs> yeah. M- M- Matthias? Matthew yeah, Matthias? man. <laughs> oh, man. If people had a problem with Dolph Lundgren's accent uh, during <laughs> Masters of the Universe, they're going to be like, they're going to probably, they would redub him. What about Mark Singer, <laughs> the Beastmaster? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Man. Right? Or Patrick so, Swayze with some build. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Oh, but let's go ahead and get into some of these some of these bootleg bullet points here, and you guys can jump in anytime. Your favorite moments, stuff you like, stuff you didn't like, all that good stuff. So the movie starts out kind of in the mid war, uh, mid war, good versus evil, right? And then you have you know, you know somehow Skeletor and his minions somehow conveniently got in, snuck in, and took over Grayskull, and nobody knows how the, he got in, right? So you got, you know, Skeletor representing in the in the beginning, you know what I mean? Like, yo, yo, motherfuckers, <laughs> motherfuckers, y- y'all know who's in charge now, okay? All right? Y- y'all know who's in charge? Yeah. Right. That's what we got in the beginning there. And See, then you find that, that shot. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Looking at that shot right there, that's considered Eternia, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a this big house. Is, so is it, do only 10 people exist in Eternia? This was my problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is one of my issues. I mean, I mean the, the amazing thing is at the beginning of this, the map paintings are, are so beautiful of Grayskull mm-hmm. and everything yeah. else. And you got you kind of go because I haven't seen it in ages, and you kind of go, "Oh man, yeah." This, I mean, the world building here looks insane. And then you go to these ten guys who I imagine were in the crew, <laughs> and, and they're kind of like, "Yeah," I mean, they're shuffling, and they're kind of like, "Yeah, okay, cool, cool." Uh, he's the boss now. Okay, and it's like no, it. no one, no one cares. They're just like whatever, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got you. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty Did, much. At least double up on the extras. Yeah, yeah. Or re- recycle them. Recycle them. Shoot yeah. from a different angle. Bring yeah. ten more in, please. Ten more. <laughs> just to make a bigger group, you know. Just run past. Yeah. yeah. Just run past. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, you know, they kind of taken over Grayskull. And He-Man and them, they're just Man-at-Arms, Tila. What, what did you think of Man-at-Arms and Tila? I think they were good costume. I kind of I liked them. I kind of liked them as, as, as the characters. Man-at-Arms better in this movie than he was in the show, in my <laughs> opinion. In the show, he's kind of a, he, he always fails at his projects. He's kind of, kind of douchey at times. But uh, in, the, in the movie, he's better. I actually think he's better in the movie. Yeah, I thought Man in Arms was a bit like a tough guy. Was yeah, he supposed to be yeah. a tough guy? He was so yeah. nice, you know, so gentle when it came to giving orders. I was like, wow, <laughs> he goes, what a nice guy. <laughs> well, apparently he was. Apparently he was worse in the cartoon, as you know. Yeah, Eric said. I've been rewatching uh, the cartoon a lot lately too, so it's fresh in my mind. Nice, nice. Uh, one of my favorite castings, besides Frank, is the beautiful, wonderful. May have been my early. Bad girl crush. Yep. Uh Meg Foster. Look Definitely. she is fa- she is fantastic. Look at her. Look at her right now. Dude. Look at she's look at her. Man. Yeah. She's beautiful. And yeah. she's she's great at playing villains. She's perfect. She's got the the, the, the eyes. The eyes. The it's eyes. Ice cold. Yeah. I mean, it, perfect. And they live and uh blind fury, man. Like she's fucking yeah. great and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen her now though? Well, uh, I saw a, a recent picture of her, yes, but I haven't yeah. seen her act. It's okay. I'd still get my picture with her. <laughs> she was in uh, Jeepers Creepers. How dare you bash Meg Foster? <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, I came across I came across this photo. So uh, let me know what you guys think. I don't remember this shot of the movie. So I don't know if this was... They actually made the hairdress from the cartoon, Evelyn's hairdress from the cartoon, or somebody superimposed this. But either way, it kind of works. What do you think of that? Oh wow! 
I think that's superimposed, right? Yeah, I think it's fake. But interesting, though, if they did go with it, it still kind of works for the movie. But yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I represent OG right there. Yeah, Megan, Megan Fox. I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> Meg Foster. <laughs> Dude, nope, that would nope. so happen. That would happen. They would cast. Mm-hmm. They would. He does Masters of the Universe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh God, that'd be. You know who horrible. else I loved in this movie? James Tolkien, Principal yes. Strickland for Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah. Detective Lubin. Lubeck is badass. <laughs> Dude, Dude, he might be my favorite character in this movie. <laughs> Despite, despite Evil Lynn and Skeletor, he might be my favorite character in the movie because he he reacts naturally, naturally like we would. Also, you know, at, the, around... at the end, he's like an absolute G, just sticking oh. in Eternia, just like oh, yeah. yeah. Why, why would I leave Eternia? I got my woman. Like yeah. I'm a god here. This is yeah. insane. He's done uh, yeah, nothing. I'm, I'm going to show the photo. So oh, yeah. uh, again, spoilers, chat. Sorry, we we're kind of you know, is it really that bad? You guys know the drill. It's always spoilers in here. So, uh, but yeah, we're gonna jump to the end here because James mentioned it, and this is one of my favorite parts of this movie is when Detective Lubick. You know, at first he's not trusting the you know the attorneys. He's like, oh, they're, they're part of some fucking cult or something. I added the fuck. It's, <laughs> it's part of some cult or something. You know what is going on around here, right? Right, and you know he he somehow ends up in attorney when they they use the cosmic key. The key. They use the cosmic key. To get back there, and he's like next to them, trying to yank them, and he gets sucked into the the void, and ends up in Eternia, right in Grayskull, right in, <laughs> right among Skeletor and his minions, right, and he ends up fighting. And I love how they shot at him. At first, he's like, "What the hell's going on?" He's like, "What the what the hell's happening?" Right, and then when they start shooting at him, he's like, "Oh wait, what? You didn't shoot at me? Hold on a second. <laughs> Nobody shoots at Detective Lubick and gets away with it, right? But this is one of my favorite parts. Growing up, you know, as a young teen, when as a child and growing up, you know, as a, as a young teen, I always had issues with movies where oh, they have to leave. Like, like you get introduced, you, get, you got from real life, and you get introduced to this fantasy adventure universe, and and you're having the time of your life over here. Oh, by the end of the movie, we gotta go back. That always bothered me. Even in the fucking Jungle Book, when I was the little samurai, I had an issue with that. He's having the time of his life with Baloo the Bear's son. I ain't gotta work. I ain't got to pay rent. I'm gonna just sit here chilling in paradise, hanging out with my homies. Ooh, there's a chick over there. Bye. Gotta go get a job now. Right? (laughs) I always had issues with stuff like that. So when I saw this for the first time, I was like, fuck yeah. Soon as they're about, soon as, you know, uh, Chris, uh, what was called Courtney Cox and uh, her, the boyfriend named Kevin, they're going back home now because the adventure's over. And I was just like, oh, here we go again. And Lupic was like, no, motherfuckers. No, no, no. Such <laughs> He's like, no, 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 no. We didn't yeah. see that girl the entire film, so at some yeah. point in the last like five minutes, he picked. She was one of up. the ten extras. She was one of the ten yeah. extras that he started again. He's like, "No, motherfuckers, I got status. I'm part of security here. You know, I got a girl. No, 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 no. I ain't going back to the real world. Fuck you. You guys have fun. Have fun going back and working at KFC. Have a good time, right? Yeah, this was great. This was great. It's one of the, it's one of my favorite parts of this movie. Today. <laughs> hey. So Yay! That's a, good, a good sequel when Courtney Cox and her boyfriend go back and they get done for Lubeck's disappearance. 
So it's a whole different movie. But I've watched that. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, look, Mr. Tony of the Dead representing. What's up, Tony? I'd stay in Eternia too, man. See it, man. Fuck coming back here, dude. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> there's only 15 people there so there's a lot of space <laughs> what, did, what did Ron what did Ron Perlman's character say in Alien Resurrection when they had no choice but to go to Earth to survive at the end and he goes Earth man what a shithole <laughs> <laughs> yeah alright so they have taken over they have taken over Skull. that's right and they got in using Gwildor's cosmic key that he built. And that's how they snuck in. But they didn't know Gwildor had an extra, right? But let's just get this. Let's just, come on now. Let, we, come on, let's talk about the man right now. Let's talk about the man. Look at look at that, the fingers. It's look like at a, the fingers. It's badass, yeah. man. It's like Shakespearean character. Like, it's, it's, so, yeah. it's so epic. But this film, it reminded me of, like, Alan Rickman in Die Hard and, like, um, it, 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 it was in Crichton in uh, Flash Gordon, a kind of mixture mm-hmm. of those two, where it's kind of like really believable but big at the same time. Yeah, um, he, I mean, yeah. he, he's he steals the film. He's amazing. Oh yeah, and he took uh, it seriously. You could tell he was taking yeah. it seriously. It's a real yeah. part. Yeah. He was Dracula serious. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. He did play Dracula. Yeah, but yeah, it's like you know they're all happy and, and chilling, and Evil Lynn's like now Eternia. I mean, a uh, gray skull is ours, and he sat down. He goes, "No, <laughs> it's mine." Mine. <laughs> Look at that. It's so fucking great, dude. Super boss. It's almost like the director and everybody was probably on the behind the scenes. Like Frank Langella knows he's in a He-Man movie, right? Like he knows he's in a He-Man movie, right? <laughs> His acting is like off the chart. And yes, I, I, and I believe this is confirmed. This is a confirmed quote for him. He had so much fun playing this character yeah. that, yeah, the Academy-nominated Frank Langella, one of the best actors going today, this is his favorite role. He never had yeah. so much fun with this role than all the other movies he's made. And it shows on screen. It's it's just it's delightfully evil, man. Well, he said he took yeah. it because his son was a huge He-Man fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he really wanted to do something Oh, really? Fun. Yeah, yeah, and then he took him to the the screening, the premiere, and his son went to sleep <laughs> for the whole film. Ah. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> but he didn't care for Skeletor at all. He just wanted to see He Man, and that was it. But yeah, he did it. For uh, his kid. Dude, it's like fucking Street Fighter with Raul Julia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow, that's amazing. Wow. I am the best character. <laughs> Only the best actors play me. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, he steals the screen. And the he makeup steals... is badass, dude. I mean, my girlfriend, yes! is, my fiance, is a makeup artist in film and TV, and then and she said the makeup is on point in this film. Like yeah, it look... looks good. Yeah, look at him, and you can yeah. see you can see face expressions. His mm. mouth, his mouth moves perfect. Well, I you saw know? I saw the commentary today by the director, oh, and cool. he said they intentionally focused on not having it be too stiff. Because the makeup at first was too <laughs> stiff, and he wanted Langella to be able to perform, to see his performance, not through a mask, but have enough flexibility. It's like they, they worked on it for a while to get it right. Right. Okay, that makes sense. That's that what makes I mean. sense. It, it, it isn't as much shit as the film gets. Like you can tell, there is so much effort 
gone into yeah. the film. Like yeah. it doesn't, the, the stuff doesn't look cheap at all. It's just they couldn't even, do certain things. Even though the movie was low budget compared, compared to big budget Hollywood blockbuster mm. standards, this was a low budget film. It was a high, it was a high budget canon movie. Yes, but it was a low, it's a low budget uh, compared to the blockbusters. All the budget went to the Skeletor's makeup and none to the extras. <laughs> well, they paid one million an extra. Uh, <laughs> the extras cast the director was shit. All right, all right. So let's get to who a lot of people call the Jar Jar Binks character of the film. Uh, we love we love Billy Barty, but how do we feel about Gwildor? I love Gwildor. He was funny, man. I liked him. I mean, yeah, this guy right. at one point steals a bucket of tasty <laughs> ribs with a yeah. grappling hook. After that point, I was on board with this dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. These are good. These are good. Barbecue? Barbecue? <laughs> <laughs> wow, segue to legend there. Nice. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny because people complain about Gwildor, and I could see the annoyance, but but I guess they forgot how fucking annoying Orko kind of sounded on the yeah. cartoon. Orko sounded just like Gwildor. Yeah. Very similar. The only reason they changed that is because Orko was flying around all the place and you couldn't ground it. So yeah. they, they had to give it I something mean, else. Their only other option was, hey, let's just get a Muppet and just pull it on strings around the... <laughs> You know, man, that would have looked, that would have looked mean, it, so bad. It was the 80s. Any fantasy film, you had to have a short person in it. That was just yeah. Time Bandits or yeah. Willow or whatever. Yeah. You had to have a person in it to make it look. It's like, um, yeah. have you seen that film Living in Oblivion? Where they, no. they hire a, a dwarf or a short person to be in a dream sequence. And he's like, how many fucking dreams have you had where there's a fucking dwarf? Uh, <laughs> you, you know, but they're like, why do you keep hiring us to be in these dream sequences? Yeah. Um, so it's like any fantasy film was just like, well, there must be short people there. Otherwise, why not right, get a right, giant? Right. A giant <laughs> is too much budget. We'll get a short person. As much right, as right, right. It'd be in half. We can get more extras. Here you go. says we, we need Orko. Well, well, now that they have the budget now to make these movie make this movie proper, they can put Orko in there. It's just but, like uh, a, a cloth hanging on a ceiling fan, just spinning around in circles. <laughs> oh, one thing I didn't understand, and the director never mentioned it, and I don't know why. Is why they you know they had Beast Man, they had Evil Lynn, but then they put these other dudes in. Um, Blade. Yeah, Blade, who I like. I like and, Blade. Uh, Thorod was fantastic special effects on that thing. Yeah. The the reptile dude. But yeah. I still wondered why they didn't put in Merman and Trapjaw. Does anybody yeah. did anybody hear any anything about that or uh, maybe no it was idea. cheaper to it's probably cheaper to just create their own. Yeah. Yeah, potentially yeah. there's a rights thing if somebody designed mm. them. Yeah. Um, look at look at them. Look at you're right, Eric. Looks, look at that. It looks cool. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah. The neck puffing, uh, that was pretty awesome. Actually, I actually didn't mind Beastman's look. Because <laughs> his Beastman to me was always kind of goofy, and he always got his ass kicked Yeah, on the cartoon. So I didn't yeah. mind him being goofy in here and getting beat up. I didn't mind it. But hey. here, here's, here's a, here's a uh, not a fun fact, here's a trivia. Where have you seen this actor before? Uh... <sighs> And I and I enjoyed Blade's character. I thought he was fun in the in the in the movie. Is that Mr. Strickland's son? 
Are you ready for this? Roadhouse. <gasps> really? Oh, Is that no. guy? No way. <clears throat> Got to give him hair. Let me look yep. at his neck. Hang on, let me look at his neck. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the guy. <laughs> no way. That's I recognize yeah. him now. <laughs> He's Roadhouse, man. That's him. Because watching it again, I'm like, when I was watching it last night, I was like, Man, my blade always looked familiar to me, and I looked at him on IMDb, and he's the he's the guy from Roadhouse, man. I was like, "What?" Hey, did yeah. you guys notice this with Blade when he was when he got a hold of He Man's sword? How excited he was! Oh, yes. dude, he yeah. had a full on boner when he's holding that thing. Yeah. It was insane. <laughs> <laughs> and the smile and the look of his eyes, like, oh, he's like, I have the blade. I was like, oh my god. And the thing is, it didn't I, even do anything. Like in the cartoon, yeah. he shot shit out of it, but it right. was just a sword. So when he held it, I was like, but you've got two swords. Yeah. You've got loads of swords. <laughs> Your name is Blade. Like you must have a wealth of swords. Yeah. So yeah. this is just weird. On his person too. On his person. Like he had daggers, <laughs> daggers around his legs. Yeah. He had like a dagger belt, dagger belt. I think he had something around the here and he had the, the launching darts. Like he was, he was stacked. He was machete before there was machete. Yeah. Uh, but he wanted, you know, he wanted that uh, He-Man sword. If you get catch my drift, but, I mean, there's some undertones. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, let's see here. Let's get back to the mo- uh, little bit of the plot synopsis a little bit here. So, you know, He-Man and friends they meet up with Gwildor. Gwildor explains what happened. He apologizes. He's like, I didn't know. I didn't know. They, she calmed me out of it. She took the cosmic key. I don't know. She was beautiful. How was I supposed to know it was evil then, right? So then they're like, all right, we use the key. Get us in there. We got to save the sorceress, man. Skeletor's just draining our power. We got to save the sorceress. They go in there. I wanted more He-Man blocking lasers with his blade. Yeah. That was dope. But he's like, bow, bow, sink, bow, bow. I wanted more of that, man. That was fun. But, uh, but uh, yeah, good, you know, badass Little fun, little action we got going there. Of course, Skeletor and them, <laughs> they roll up. Because every time someone else uses the key, they know your location. So as soon as they use the key, everybody shows up. But they got to get out of there. They got to escape. They're they're outnumbered. So then we have cosmic key action. They end up on Earth. And Eric, you can take it from there. And then we'll just bounce around. Yeah, so they get to Earth, right? And they see a cow in a random suburban area, which I never really understood <laughs> even as a child. It was still kind of fun. But next to a barbecue shack. Which I yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess it does make sense. But uh, so, they, you know, they try to find the problem is the cosmic key got lost. Because remember, Gwildor uh, got it with the grappling hook and in transit, it got slipped out of the grappling hook. So they're like, oh, we got to find the key, you know. So they're walking around trying to do that. There's like an out of fish uh, or a fish out of water scenario where I guess Saturnians don't eat meat, but man at arms is perfectly fine with it when they're eating the barbecue. It makes me wonder about their diets, man. Yeah. Like these people are barbarians. I was like, you have a man with a skeleton head like taking over a castle. Like, what do you eat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As big as Dolph Lundgren is. Come on now. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Then we, we actually shift to some of our earthly companions, you know, you Courtney Cox and her, her boyfriend who 
uh, kind of grated on my nerves a little bit. The film, he was okay, but uh, yeah. Courtney Cox did a good job. And they're having yeah. their relationship problems. You know, Courtney's parents died back in the day, and yada yada. You know, it's basically yeah. like filler material. And then uh, eventually, they use the cosmic key at the high school uh, gymnasium, which is one of my favorite scenes in the film. Because then the Skeletor's guys get in there. They have a blast. You know, they're blasting away. She's screwing around, trying to get away from them. And then He-Man shows up when you get the first, like, legit, like, uh, fight in on Earth. And I thought yeah. it was a pretty good fight. You know, yeah. it's in, like, this little, like, warehouse area. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was pretty <clears> good. <throat> Blade has a pretty good uh, fight against He-Man there. And uh, it was pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of the better fights, action sequences in the movie, actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, so, the score during that scene is my favorite piece of score music in the whole film. It was a pretty good upbeat, like adrenaline pumping score in that that part of the film. That was probably the my score favorite is part. great. I think yeah. The whole yeah. score is uh, was Bill Conti. Is that it? Bill Conti? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, you could you could cheat and say ah, the theme song sounds a little bit like the Superman theme song a little bit. <laughs> Know, you yeah, could yeah. you you could be nitpicky like that, but other than that, overall, it's a really good soundtrack, man. Like really good. Cosmic Key's got its own theme song, mm-hmm. you know. I think uh, my favorite piece of music is uh, when you get to the the Skeletor speech at the end, which we'll get to that. I love the music in the background when he's just monologuing. I love it. Uh, but yeah, so he meets up with Julie and. Julie uh, tells them, well, you know, Kevin, we're going to call him Useless Kevin. So Useless yeah. Kevin <laughs> has has got the cosmic key, right? And then he gives it away straight away. Damn you, Useless Kevin! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gives it straight away. So they go to try to find Kevin, but they end up going to, what is it, Charlie's Records place or something like that? Yeah. Charlie's Music right? Shop. Did not expect He-Man, Man-at-Arms, and Tila to have a... <laughs> Do or die battle inside of a music store, which is kind of which which screams eighties, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, once again, to go back to the extras, uh, nobody, not one person, comes out in the street and says, "There's a ship coming down here with guards and guns and lasers, <laughs> and there's a guy in a cape, and there's this guy is a beast," and no one calls the police because the police turn up and they're like, "Lubeck, you dick." Um, yeah. You're lying. What are you talking about? I'm like, is who lives here? It's just a music shop, an empty school, and yeah. people from Eternia. I'm very yeah. confused about where this is in America. <laughs> and a cow. And a cow. Yeah. And at one point, Skeletor rolls through like Main Street in Battle Cruiser. There's yeah. no one around. No one. Yeah. Where's the? Where are the people? Also, he said, "Do you want to come see?" Kevin says, "Do you want to come see my sound check?" As if there's going to be some sort of concert later so <laughs> who's going yeah. to this concert because no one's yeah. out yeah, yeah they're, like... they're setting up for prom yeah, yeah well... but but when, when when skeletor rolls in because you know the mercenaries are failing he sends evil yeah. in there because evil in was was talking about the mouth you know and she's like well i didn't suggest i go with them and he goes well you should not have spoken yeah that was so <laughs> fucking one of the best lines in that movie, man. That was just like, holy oh, shit. Oh, the other one I liked is when he looks at his mercenaries, he goes, a curious quartet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, was like, I wrote that down. That's good. <laughs> With a curious quartet. And I love how they, when they failed, he ends up killing uh, the lizard one. 
Mm-hmm. And then right right after that, Beast Man's already groveling. Like <laughs> he's already groveling to his feet. Oh, it's hilarious. Uh but yeah, you should have not have spoken as one of the most gangster lines. Uh what about the other one he said when um when he's sitting there on his throne and and the the sorceress is speaking and he goes, Someone is speaking to me. Yeah, uh huh. And he goes, yeah. Oh, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Oh. He has some badass lines in that script, man. They're great. One oh, of my yeah. favorite mm-hmm. ones I write down was, um, tell me about the loneliness of good. Is it equal to the loneliness of evil? And I was like, this is a brilliant fucking line for a, a film based on a comic book from canon. I was like, that's a glorious fucking line. And also, I really wanted to hear the answer, which we didn't get. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and uh, you got to love that during the shootout, Lupin convi- con- uh, convinces uh, Tila to help her buddies just so he can get to drop on Kevin because Kevin's got him at gunpoint. And she goes out there, shoots like five dudes, stops, looks at the camera, and says, Woman at arms. <laughs> yep. The badass <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. That was fun. I, was, that, I always liked that. Let's see. And the uh, uh, guards were just as bad as stormtroopers. Oh, the yeah. The firing was terrible. They were yeah. all over the place. I mean, the only problem with the, the lasers was, like, after a while, you're kind of like, I don't really know what you're aiming at anymore. So all the tension just kind of dissipates because it's just noise and light. And I kind of, yeah. it, it, I mean, it made it good every time He-Man got his sword out because I was like, oh, come on, this is fucking yeah. badass. But yeah, yeah, those yeah, lasers, yeah. after a while, you're like, dude, man, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, Sumo, take it from where we left off. Shoot out the music store. Where we got? Where uh, we left off? Shoot out the music store. Uh, let me see where I'm at on my uh, on my notes. After here. that, I feel like I'm doing all the talking. I want to get you guys. No, no, no. Oh, uh, during no, the no. shootout, though, you have to talk about the evil Lynn's little thing that she does to Courtney. Oh, that's, that's what I was yeah. going to get to. So it's like as soon as the during the whole shootout, uh, next thing you know, Courtney Cox's character sees uh, or Julie sees um, her mother in the alleyway. Right, and she's calling out to her like, "Hey, you know it's me." And she gets all excited because she could have swore her mom was dead. So next thing you know, she comes out of the alleyway, and she's hugging her and telling her how she misses her. And and then Evelyn's like, "Hey, um, the only reason we we we, we had to fake our death is because uh, we were on a mission, you know, trying to make it believe like there's some sort of spies or they work for the government, you know. So they wanted uh, the they, they wanted the special key." Or the instrument a to uh, a key to take it back. <laughs> so then she goes inside, and while everybody's fighting, she just grabs it and takes off running. You know, and she's like, "I'm sorry, guys, but I gotta take this." And boom, bolts out of there. And next thing, she gives it to her, and then that's when she transforms back to Evil In. There it is. And then so, so she got the key, and then what does she do? No! Why did I yeah. give her the key? I you think. Know, I think. Fight. Yeah. I think wasn't even Lynn implying? Well, well, she was her mother posing as her mother, pulling a mm-hmm. Shang song. Was she implying that they were working with them, like the Eternians? Yeah, is is that what she was? Implying? Did she imply that? I don't know. She was just saying that she was on a mission and and yeah. had to fake her death in that bag. Okay. Came across as a, a kind of government thing, but she did, okay. Julie didn't really ask any questions. She was just like, <laughs> "Yeah, cool. Uh, I'll yeah. go get you that thing." It's like. I'd be a yeah. bit pissed off if my parents disappeared for three years and then rock yeah. up. And, and didn't they kind die of in a plane thing. crash? 
yeah, yeah. The plane crash yeah so yeah. like so you guys killed like other people to fake your deaths or something <laughs> 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 like, like hold on mom uh, <clears throat> that's where all the about, answers went what about karg <laughs> what did you guys think of karg uh karg's the guy with the white hair yeah yeah i like, like a little kid on mad max yeah cool. <laughs> <laughs> what always made me laugh was every time he tried to get courtney cox he was all like come here my pretty <laughs> he kept calling her that the wicked witch. it's kind of it's kind of made me laugh uh but yeah, go ahead, Sex Zoom. We'll keep on rocking and rolling, my friend. So then uh, Evil has got the key, and that's when the Skeletor makes his big entrance on his uh, big cruiser. Just you pimp, know, pimp, just pimping, coming in, pimping yeah. out. And then he's got his uh, he's got his troops on hoverboards flying out, you know, all over the place. In which right. you would think when they're flying all over the place, you would still see more people, but you see nobody. Nobody. You know, just, yeah. just, just flying around no, randomly. No, no cops. No random people going. Going. What the fuck. Yeah, again, freaking out. So no cops, no random people to go what what the fuck means no budget. <laughs> That's what that means. <laughs> so let's talk about let's talk about the ambitious we ain't got no budget, but fuck it, we're gonna try it anyway. The ambitious hoverboard action sequence. Oh what did dude. you get what did I you guys it. think about it? That was this bit, else. this bit was cool. As soon as that sword came out, I was like, I'm in. Get rid of the laser gun, the sword comes out, it, it was cool as shit. Sumo, what'd you think of it? It was it was well put. I mean, obviously, like I said, special effects back then were a little, a little wonky when it came to canon films. So, like the whole time they're flying, <clears throat> especially when they had to make those uh, those sharp uh, turns going upwards, like yeah, the yeah, body yeah, literally yeah. it's like a cutout, and it's just going. <laughs> and it's flying up. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, but then, of course, they do the close up with the sword, and he's just like cutting them up and and, and destroying them, which is really cool. Yeah. But it's just the whole the whole flight portion was like kind of weird when they're flying over the rooftops. It was a little wonky. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, old technology meets uh, a small budget. There you yes. go. Right. But that's, that's I, I'm, 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 yeah, I gotta love canon. And I, love I, I, even though it was a little wonky, I'm glad it's in the movie hmm. because yeah. we needed we needed more He Man fighting alone and doing his doing his shit. Not driving so around I'm in a Cadillac. Yeah. Which uh, Gwildor pimped out. Oh, yeah. In like five <laughs> minutes. Big time. Oh, my God. Yeah, good stuff. Go ahead, uh, Sumo. So, that being said, uh, they they uh, they end up on the rooftop. Uh, Men-at-arms uh, with Attila and, and uh, yeah. Gwildor, they get captured. Right. <clears throat> he, he tries to, he comes up to the rooftop thinking that it's only like a few people, but then you got the whole... Yeah. Brigade right there, so he's trying to find him, but then he obviously had to give up, right? Because they were going to sacrifice them, and so they left them all behind and took He Man away, right? As prisoner, uh, as slave. I love one of my favorite parts of the rooftop scene is when they're all sitting up there trying to figure out what to do, and all of a sudden you see a Skeletor ship slowly <laughs> coming up from behind. <laughs> you couldn't even like, hear the engine roaring or anything, it was really silent. Yeah, that's one of the best parts. James, we're getting towards the finale here. I'll say way to you. Keep well, on talking. Just, just to go back on that bit, uh, I love the rooftop sequence. Yeah. Purely because it's one of the, the first times that we see He-Man without lasers and people attacking him. And it was super cool. And it, it reminded me of, you know, Flash Gordon at the beginning, where it's like, Blue 42, and he's taking him down with <laughs> things. And they're, they're all, he does that thing where everyone piles on, and he goes, everyone goes up. And I was like, yeah, yes, yeah, man, yeah. this is... 
this is cool. You know, this is just He-Man against people with his fists sort of thing, which yeah. we hadn't particularly seen that much of so far. So I enjoyed that. But uh, yeah, so He-Man's gone. Uh, he goes back and he's tied up, uh, chained in a turnier in Skull, and uh, he's getting the shit whipped out of him with a laser whip, uh, which was badass. Uh, I mean, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. None of the whips really seemed to hit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I noticed that. Quite, quite far like, away. Yeah, like he almost, like it's almost Dolph moved too early before the special effect came around, you know? Yeah, it was kind uh, of like that wasn't matching up as yeah. much as you'd want. Um, yeah. Sorceress was looking about 300 years old, um, <laughs> so she was pruning up nicely. Um, and Julie had been zapped in the leg, which is something we'd never seen throughout the entire film. And they yeah. just explained it away as that Skeletor's thing. Uh, and it looked like gangrenous and gross, but I was like, why has oh, he not yeah. just done this the whole way through? That looks badass. Uh, he could have just done this to He-Man ages ago. Um, but, you know, it, we need a plot point to get us there. Um, <laughs> and then, because the key is broken, uh, Gwildor has to uh, have some music. And luckily, by chance, Kevin is a master songwriter, as he's called. So uh, he goes back to Charlie's, which has been decimated, but luckily one keyboard survived, uh, which he collects. <laughs> and brings back. <laughs> so that, that was pretty lucky because um, obviously he, Charlie actually complains that everything's destroyed. But, but that Really quick, keyboard. really quick, James, hold that thought. So now, now James is getting to the part where finally useless Kevin doesn't become useless. I like to rewind earlier. Do you remember when useless Kevin was in his house being useless? Do you remember when they invaded the house and they burst through the door? Did you Turn notice up. that? Yeah, thank. <laughs> Beast Man came running in and he threw a napkin at Beast Man. Did you guys? Did you? Did you guys notice that? It's like oh what? God. What are you doing? I, I really felt that that was like a, a thing that happened in improv, and it ended up in the film, and he was <laughs> devastated. And then later, it's just the first thing when he wakes up from the necklace. You got Teela there with a huge laser gun. He picks up a chair and tries to hit Teela with the chair. She just blows the chair off. He's like, what are you doing, man? And you wonder why uh, Courtney Cox is leaving. Like, you, you know, you hang out one evening with Kevin. And it's also, it's like, you know, she's leaving at 8.30 in like two hours. And he's like, do you want to come see me sound check on my shit keyboard? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, I, I wanted to segue back to that because I, I put that on my notes. I was like, did he just throw a napkin at yeah, why Beast was he Man? putting Burger King cardboard containers and fresh oranges in the sink? <laughs> <laughs> in a house that's not his, that his girlfriend has already moved out of. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I. It's possible Julie was already thinking about leaving uh, Kevin after being embraced by He-Man's pecs. Oh, dude. <laughs> you know? Oh, Who come here, Ju- come here, Julie. Oh, it's all right, you know. Dude, was it me or he, was his body, like, engulfed in grease? Oh, that's <laughs> the movie. It's like, that's where the budget of the movie went. Barrels in grease, <laughs> just sitting around the stage, and they just lather him up in it. Because when she hugged his face, yeah. you can see her face, like, sliding up and down. His you can see her reflection. Oh, dude, it's terrible. 
Yeah. So when uh, Ludwig I mean, comes in to shoot, does he like sit in a chair and like women are like rubbing grease on his chest? <laughs> <laughs> Not stop grease. Yeah, it's like the greasy strangler. <laughs> oh, there was one. There was one other fun fact, uh, or fun moment. Not fun fact. Fun moment. I I, I like when uh, Evil M finally arrives because the mercenaries are useless, and then all of a sudden. She's like, okay, so where did, where were you guys outnumbered at? And she picks up the the, the, the scanner. Ex- yeah, that was an interesting scanner. It shows cool. what used. Yeah, it shows what used what happened earlier, and it shows the whole fight of He Man kicking their asses. And she's like, hmm, outnumbered, huh? Oh, oh wait, there there is one more person there. Oh, it's a young girl. <laughs> and Card's Dude, like, you you bitch. Didn't Batman have that technology on the Arkham Night games? Yeah, you might. Sure. I remember yeah. seeing when you go in detective mode, and all of a sudden it's like replaying the scene of what uh, happened yeah, yeah. Going backwards. So Batman huh. copied He-Man. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. The first Thor movie and the first Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman movie copied He-Man, the fish out of the water story. What was amazing was, though, <laughs> on that scanner, the fight sequence is obviously from one angle. The fight yeah. was better. On the scanner. That's true. When they cut it. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. true. Just do a lot of this stuff yeah, in one like, shot. It looked cool. Yeah, boom, boom. and it was all movement. Whereas the yeah. other one was like really quite clunkily moved, and you're kind of like, ah, okay, cool. Yeah. What's happening? But and I, I would like that to point. Really I would like to point out that that early fight, early in the film, the editing was a little off, where basically showed parts of his chest, and he was yeah. like the one at the it's very the same beginning of the, the film. The last one as well, when he when he hits people, they're like because they shot it from the side rather than on angles. You literally see the fist and then the face completely off, and he just people going like this. <laughs> I know it's kind of like. I mean, you had an editor. Yeah, oh, yeah. God. Oh man, too much fun. Too much fun. Nate Dogs in the house. Thanks for the dono, brother. Is the Dolph Lundgren not greased up in the eighties? <gasps> Every canon staple, dude. Every canon movie, somebody was greased up. <laughs> you, you had All to right. Be, man. Yeah. Go ahead, James. Take it from there, man. Where we? Um, left, where, where you left off? Jesus, where did we go up to? Um. They get, so, uh, yeah. So he he met, Kevin, he, he, Kevin's playing he the keyboard. Whipped. Yeah. Kevin's playing the keyboard, um, and Gordo's going to take them back because he's found the key after he's done a little bit of great humming of the tune, uh, and then Lubeck finally turns up. And he's like, you can't, what are you, what are you doing, guys? Uh, and then they're like, you can't stop us now. And he's like, I'm going to stop you. And then they transport <laughs> a quarter of the set into the castle set. Yeah. But it's re- really oddly cut um, because previously you had to jump into the key, uh, whereas right. this just, they're just gone. Um, and they do that cool thing of taking half the car and a bit of a brick wall. Uh, yeah. which I thought was really brilliantly cheesy. Um, and then we're, we're all in Eternia. Lubeck's very confused for about uh, 60 seconds. Um, and then he starts to kick the shit out of people um, who apparently <laughs> uh, can, can't stop shotgun bullets, but they can stop lasers. Um, and then we go into the brilliant end fight, which I, tra- what, transformation which I read. First. The yeah. transformation and yeah, then this e- end fight. Which which I read, the director had to pay out of his own pocket to shoot 
because they had shut it down and said no more. Oh, and basically, that's no. why it's all dark and there's only a few random lights. No way! Together, mm-hmm. And he said, look, we need this M5, guys, and we've got nothing. So he paid for oh. it in his own pocket and got on the set and just did it. No way! That makes so oh. much sense now. Yeah, because the lighting goes from bright to yeah. bright, darkness yeah. and a red light, <laughs> wow. uh, and then back up to brightness. And also, there's no cutaways for the other cast watching the fight it's yeah. just the fight um so but i love that fight but yeah i thought it was fascinating wow that's mind-blowing right now holy crap i always thought it was an artistic choice you know but <clears throat> wow there you go there you go no Chat, studio studio show how low yeah they said you're done tomorrow pack up yeah. tomorrow. oh <laughs> shit <laughs> There you go. You gotta love Canon. You gotta love Canon. There you go, chat. That's how low budget the movie was. They didn't even have time or money to finish the end fight, and the director had to do it on his own. Wow. So we were lucky to even get that. Yeah. But you're wow. right. You, the, 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 the thing I missed out there was the transformation, which the Skeletor transformation is mental. Yeah. Like, it's insane. Uh, I don't know the logistics of him wearing this gold suit for very long. It looks <laughs> extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. God um, Skeletor. God Skeletor. And it just yeah. kind of like, I was, it just seemed a, t- a tad out of place. And it was kind of like, we need to make him look like he's got all the powers. And I'm like, gold doesn't massively do that. Right. So I was just kind of like, this seems a bit weird. And also it's kind of like, I've now got the power of the masters of the universe. I'm the master of the universe. But He-Man didn't have any powers. <clears throat> so... I was a bit, like, you know, because He-Man usually they, could shoot stuff out of his sword. and He had, like, super you know. strength, I thought. He didn't have strength of 100 men, at least, or something like that, I thought. Five men, maybe five, seven. Five men? <laughs> yeah. Uh, seven large ba- men. And, and Battle Cat. <laughs> Battle Cat transformed. That was yeah, about exactly. it, right? You had all these kind of magical superpowers, which we didn't have in the film. But then suddenly right. Skeletor gets all these powers. And I was kind of like, well, what does the sword right. do for He-Man, then? Um, so right. that kind of hmm. where was yeah, it wasn't cat anyways. I would it, it looks yeah, it, well, looks, it was Battle Cat. That was one of my main they questions. They got them at a kennel somewhere. <laughs> it's called it's called <laughs> this. <laughs> if, we, if we ain't got no money to finish a, the end fight scene and we're shutting down the project, we don't have money to do Battle I Cat. I guarantee you, Frank Langella would have ridden a panther in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Let me sit down right on there, a panther, right? Now. He's sitting on him right here, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, wow, that's really fascinating. Uh, I, I the, the gold suit looked expensive. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the budget went to that, too. Yeah. I kind of I liked it a little bit because it looked like like some kind of... I always, Before it was officially named God Skeletor, I always called him as Mandarin Skeletor because it looked like that, hmm. you know. Uh, but you know they had to have him power up, uh, but it, it don't matter, man, because you know He Man gonna do his thing. You know what I'm saying? But what about, you know we have our end finale fight. He Man's doing some swashbuckling, <clears throat> swinging, you know, lasers. I love how slowly, just like DJ did in Street Fighter, slowly Evil Lynn and Beast, everybody else is kind of like, all right, uh, let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> You know, she did that after Detective Lubrick started shooting people. She's like, oh, man, they got this guy. I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, dude, do you remember Lubrick's quote when he got shot at? 
No, what was it? He, he says, "All right, pinkos, you because you want to play some games." <laughs> and he starts shooting at everybody. All right, pinkos is yes. the same. Yes, that's it, man. Yeah. I'm taking with that the, one. He had, the, had a big commie. He had a big commie thing throughout the whole film. <laughs> where he yeah. was like it's communists yeah. invading, and that was his yeah. whole kind of like. Uh, the, you know his problem with everyone. Uh, so fair play to Lubeck. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I I know some people look at the uh, back to the Skeletor speech monologue as it being too long. I love every minute of it. I thought it was great. I love every minute of it. I love the music with it. It's my favorite score piece. And so now to prove who is the biggest Masters of the Universe fan, who remembers the speech word for word? Go. That's you. You remember that. That's you. <laughs> Come on, Eric. You got to say it right now, word for word. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, you I just love... You have to speech in the Skeletor voice. <laughs> <laughs> I am more than man, more than life. I am a god. <laughs> yeah. This whole live stream was worth it. For that. <laughs> <laughs> so worth it. Yeah, but I love I love the lead up to it. I love how he's having the old face and he's going crazy. And ever since General Zod and Superman 2 said Neil, I love Neil. That's one of my favorite words now for villains to use. And he transforms into God Skeletor and he goes, Neil! Blast comes out. Hits the pecs, bounces off the pecs because it's the He-Man. It's the Dolph Lundgren pecs, son. You know, you're not going to hurt. All the grease. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Lasers can't hit that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, we get down to the nitty grit here. Uh, He-Man finally makes his way up to the sword. Grabs the sword, son. Says the line. That's right. I have the power, motherfuckers. That's the Samuel Jackson version, right? <laughs> he does that. Is it me, or was he chewing gum when he did that? What, he made? He was chewing on something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he, was, I even rewinded a little bit, because he said, I have the power. <laughs> yeah. And then it cuts back to him holding the sword yeah. up, and he's going yeah. like this. Yeah. That's it. Now I'm, that's all I'm gonna look for now when I watch the movie again. I think it was right I'm there. Gonna you look for that. His mouth. You can hey. see it. Hey, oh, Dolph, you, you you did that whole thing with gum in your mouth. Oh, I'm sorry. You know. Oh, well, oh, oh, that's it. That's all the time we got. Oh, okay. <laughs> leave it in. Fuck it. Fuck it. Leave it in the movie. Fuck it. Running out of time and money. Fuck it. Just let us go with it. Because oh, you know. And then. We have a, I ache to smash you. And then, enough talk. And then he goes, let's see. Let's get ready for the final battle. Yeah, and they get to the, bow. That's right. This, the whole set exploded on impact. And everyone died. Everyone died. The end. All the Eternians gone. That's why you never shoot the ending first. You lose all your extras. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if they ran out of money and that was their final shot of the film. Oh my! Oh my! Oh my. Oh my. Wait, right after this, right after this, credits. Yep. That's it. Credits. He meant oh. He meant two coming soon. That's it. <laughs> oh my god! What about the close-ups when they every time they strike a sword. 
They do a close-up of Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> and then they go back to the far shot, and he's going clank. And then back to close-up. It's an 80s thing. Beastmaster Conan. You got you to gotta throw it in there. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, we have our end finale fight. Uh, all He-Man had to do was just cut the spear. That's it. The staff broke. He lost all his powers. Like when Hulk Hogan, you take the bandana off and Hulk Hogan's bald, he loses his strength. <laughs> um, <laughs> same thing. He gets a, and, uh, he gets uh, yeah. I would have gone when Samson has his hair cut off, but definitely when Hulk <laughs> takes off his bandana, it's the same, has the same biblical connotations. It's just shame. He's just shamed. Like, like, oh, there goes his power. He's gone. Hogan's, Hogan's weak now. Okay. <laughs> Oh God! I speak uh, as a bald day with fun. Uh, hey, I told you that's the style. Yeah, I told you that's the style people. now. Come on, <laughs> that's the style. Uh, but yeah, we have our fight. Uh, Skeletor loses his power. He Man's got the upper hand. Skeletor goes, you know, Skeletor, it's over. And uh, Skeletor goes, now nah, for you. Boom! Blade comes out, goes for the kill. And man. There's a lot of Street Fighter. I'm, I'm getting a connection here. I wonder whoever did Street Fighter was a fan of this movie. Because after he knocks the <laughs> Skeletor down, and you get that really bad... Uh, Palpatine drop. Yeah, the Palpatine drop, right? And then, at the very end of the movie, after the end credits, just like Street Fighter, the villain comes back. Yeah. And he says, I'll be back. Yep. Skeletor's, back. Skeletor's head pops out. I'll be back. Just out of curiosity, Sumo... I know you were entertained by the movie, but you didn't love it, which is still cool. Yeah. Uh, just out of curiosity, what did Danielle think about it? Did, did she, she didn't watch it with me. It, it oh, was already too late. No, no, we we got sidetracked and it was too late, so she didn't watch it with me. Yeah. So I watched it downstairs on, on my Chromebook downstairs on the table. Oh, okay. I was just curious yeah. if she either fell asleep to it no. <laughs> or yeah, she, she was like, oh, this is hilarious. And she had a good time. Yeah, it was already it. too late. I got tired, so I just watched it myself. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. All right. Chat, you're still hanging with us. You guys rock. That's right. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for liking the video. Thanks for hanging out with James Kermack, Asian movie enthusiast, sexy sumo, and uh, this guy over here, some schmuck named Samurai. <laughs> but we get to our finale end, and uh, Eric, you're very good with these monologue endings. Wrap up the film for us, sir. What happens next after Skeletor is defeated? Oh, well, they get together and, you know, there's kind of celebrating and Courtney Cox and her boyfriend have to go home, you know, boo, and she, boo. she's so flustered by all of this. She forgets to ask Wilder to send her back in time to save her parents, but he, he put two and two together somehow and knew that she would want it. <laughs> uh, maybe he saw a picture or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. And then she, <laughs> she wakes up in bed and then she realizes, oh, I'm back in time and her parents are alive. On the yeah. day they're going to take the flight, she's like, don't take the flight. You know what I mean? Because she knows they're going to crash. And they think she's crazy. So she takes their car keys, runs out, and then her and her boyfriend beat up. And they have, like, a little orb, like in the never-ending story, like the little orb thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they, they look at it, and that's, like, your end. And then her parents take a cab to the airport and die anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and the Skeletor pops out at the end. Yeah, <laughs> and don't forget wow. one of the best one of the best parts of the movie. This motherfucker right here, yeah, it, man. staying back. 
This guy in the back is amazing. He's playing an actual action figure. Look at his arms. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what fun. And then we get our last shot of the movie before we go. The classic shot, I have the power, before it goes (laughs) to end credits. Well, this was a blast talking about this. And it's very it's very interesting, you know, you guys, you know, Eric and, and you, James, going behind the scenes and, and, and finding out about stories. I, You know, I always knew this was a low-budget movie. I mean, you could just look at it. But I did not know <laughs> that that whole in-fight sequence wasn't even supposed to be there. And they, they, they told the director, you're done, shut it down. And he had to fund his own money. He had to use his own money just to have that last fight scene. That's insane, dude. So, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. And, you know, is it the mass, Is it the movie that Master Universe fans of the cartoon, you know, did it live up to their expectations? Probably, most likely not, right? But was it still a fun, entertaining romp with some familiar characters? Yeah. And you get, you know, despite its low budget, you get some pretty good practical effects in this film. You know what I mean? You get some fun fight scenes. You know, you get some 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 memorable characters, but most of all, you get the fucking man, the fucking man. This this this. this, this let's just look at this motherfucker. Look at the, he's the he's the reason <laughs> to watch this movie. He is the fucking reason. And all there, I, is I don't, no, there is no Thanos without Skeletor. That's right. That's right. And I feel sorry whoever plays Skeletor next. Good luck. Because like I said before, even people who hate this movie, they don't say shit about Frank Langella as Skeletor. And, you know, as like I said before, on record, he has gone on record saying this is his most favorite role. He had so much fun playing this out of all the Oscar-nominated Academy Awards bullshit that he was in. <laughs> I love Frank Langella. He's great. Played a pretty good Dracula, too. He was really good at Dracula. So... Go, talking about this again with Lady Fatblood because she came in and uh, she's a fan of the movie too. She she was she was all about She-Ra growing up. She know she know what's up. He Man and She-Ra. She knows what's up. But she 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 feels the same way we do. It's like yeah, it's not perfect. It's low budget. They did. It's like yeah, the whole movie had to take place on Earth. We didn't have budget for Eternia. We didn't have anything. And think about it. It probably would have cost a lot more then than now to create a whole world. Because now you can just, oh, CG Eternia. There you go. There you go. CG your extras so it seems like there's more than 10 people standing around, right? You know, costs a lot of money. How the fuck were they supposed to do Battle Cat and Pan? You know, how were they supposed to do all yeah. that stuff? Or Oracle. There, there, there was no way they could do that back then. It was it was impossible. And I was thinking hard, and maybe, maybe I missed one. But what do you guys think? And chat, ty- chime in with this too. Up to this point... Was Masters of the Universe the very first attempt at a live action? Here in America, and we're not talking about Japan. Very first attempt at a live action adaptation based off of a a children's cartoon series. Is there anything else? Because I can't think of anything else. I might be wrong. Because G.I. Joe Transformers, they were animated movies. You know what I mean? Animated shows had animated movies. Was this literally the first attempt at making a live action adaptation? You know what I mean? Maybe. Hmm. I think potentially, I yeah. Yeah. Um, so they tried. They had no budget and they tried. 
<laughs> but it's fun. It's definitely fun. But I get the, you know, I, I understand the hate. I totally get it. I'm not going to convince anyone. No, man. Master Universe is awesome. I'm not going to do that. But I'm not here to do that. I'm here to just talk about, you know, having fun watching this on TV. And it, without even with all its flaws, it's still a fun watch. It's still a fun watch. Now, now that there's no excuses now, now that we have bigger budget for nerdy properties now, now that we can do whatever we want, we can just think about it. It can happen now. Do you think a Master Universe movie now would work? You have to get the tone. What you have yes. to decide on the tone. You okay. want to do serious, which is yeah. probably what they would do. Really, yeah. right? They wouldn't go back to the the goofy cartoon style. If you, you do it serious, the, it. the only the only thing is, who do you cast? I still. You got to almost get an unknown dude, like a big bodybuilder dude, and just go through, do what they do in some other countries or even in the U.S. where you get like 10,000 yeah. cattle call. Give me 10,000 beefy dudes. And you, you bring them in and you, <laughs> you just test their act and bam, and just pick the, the well, one I, guy who's got some charisma. Bam. That, that might be how you cast the lead role in this. Well, supposedly they have someone already for this movie coming out. Well, uh, it, he's kind of a team. Teeny heart, Rob. Yeah, no, Channing Tatum in there. Yeah. They had Channing no. Tatum in there. Then no. they had um, Jason Lewis, <laughs> Sex in the City. Uh, no. they, uh, there were. It's been like eight, eight uh, times this nearly got up and running. Um, yeah. Directors, like the first one was um, the sequel was supposed to be Albert Payan, who mm-hmm. did um, Cyborg. Uh, right, right. He was supposed right. to direct the sequel, but then when He Man: Master of the Universe two didn't come off. They used the sets to make Cyborg. So they're the same sets that you would have had in Master of the Universe too. Okay, I did um, hear something like that, yeah. But then, uh, I mean, the budgets have got... I mean, the David Goya one was supposed to be dark and moody and a big Lord of the Rings-style kind of epic right. world-building. <clears throat> and I think that is, for this to work and for people to yeah. be happy about it, that's what it needs. It needs the Lord of the Rings world-build and that serious bit. tone. <clears throat> okay. Okay. I, I got Wikipedia. Element. I got Wikipedia fired up. Did you know this samurai guy that a new He-Man film was reportedly being developed in 2007 to be directed by John Woo? Wow. What? Yeah. What? Fell through. How the fuck did that not happen? How did that not happen? That movie would have been rated R. That would have been fun. That would have been the glorious He-Man movie ever. A lot of pigeons flying around. The first, the first time I thought about this guy, <laughs> the first time uh, I thought about a live action adaptation of Master Universe could, you know, done better with bigger budget, came to my head was when I watched Thor Ragnarok. When I watched Thor, I'm not talking about the plot synopsis or anything. Like that. I'm talking about just visuals, visuals. Asgard, big, huge, beautiful, colorful. We got creatures, we got monsters, we have, you know, sword fights. We have the sci-fi element of He-Man is mixed in with the fantasy. You know, people shooting laser blasters and guns and missiles and vehicles and jets with the magic and the sorcery stuff. That was the first time, you know, I was just like, you know what, with big budget and a lot of care and a a better script, I think it could be done right. I don't think they're going to go, I wouldn't mind a darker more serious he-man i don't think hollywood's gonna risk that i think they're still gonna make it for kids 
I think that's what they're going to do, uh, unfortunately. But check this out. But it, I it came across... a lot of kids nowadays that watch He-Man? Or See, that's, an- that, that, that's another thing. Is like, yeah, is still the new version of He-Man came out, but it wasn't that popular. <laughs> right. But I'm waiting for the Kevin Smith one to come out. Because I th- uh, that might be yeah. pretty good. Really good voice actors for the Kevin Smith one. Which, yeah. Eric, you got to watch, man. Because the sequel's right after the original show. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's really interesting. Uh, but maybe this new movie is kind of on the hush or they haven't really went full blast on production yet because maybe they want to see how the animated show does first. The Kevin Smith show. Uh-huh. Maybe they want to see if that's that's really popular. Okay, greenlit the movie. Go, go, go. Maybe that, yeah. that's why it's on hold. But just the, the like I said, with the technology we have nowadays, we can make a lot of cool shit. And... But look at some of this concept art. I mean, this, the, the sky is the limit for creativity. Look at this concept art of Trap Jaw. Look at this. Nice. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Holding a seven right? head in everything. <laughs> and I'm sure fans would have wanted something like this in the Dolph Lundgren movie. But the thing is, look at that, and that needs budget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And nobody, especially in the 80s, even Disney films in the 80s were not doing well. It wasn't until Little Mermaid came out where Disney was back on track. Even Disney movies in the 80s were and not making money. So nobody in the 80s, no Hollywood company is going to give a child property, live action adaptation, millions of dollars to do it right. They're not going to risk that kind of money. So in a way, we were kind of lucky to get what we kind of got, even though it's not perfect. We were kind of lucky to get Masters of the Universe back then. So, but look at Buzz Off. What's up? Did they have any concept art for Buzz Off? I would love to see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, check this out. Check. Look at this shot of Skeletor here. Oh damn! Now this, this, these designs. This is what James is talking about, right, James? Hmm. If they're going to go darker, more Lord of the Rings of tone, the Rings. Yeah. these are the designs they should probably go with. You know, I was something like this. I was hoping for the skeleton from Return of the Living Dead with the eyeballs still in the skull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, Richard's asking Sumo, when is the Kevin Smith animated series going to come out? I don't. I follow him on Instagram and stuff, and he's still talking about it. They're still working on it, so he hasn't really given a release date on it. Okay, okay. So, it, but the voice actors, though, man, I'm. I want to watch it. And me, me and Sumo and Eric, we should review it. James is always too busy. It might be kind of hard to review episodes with him, but we should do it. I think that would be fun. Hey, did they watch Primal? Which one? Have they seen Primal? Have you seen Primal, James? I think so. What's the I think so. It's fucking badass animated show, dude. It is. It's no. great, dude. <laughs> when you look at the plot synopsis, it sounds like a Disney movie. A caveman and his dinosaur. A family picture. Oh, no, no. It's straight up rated R, bro. Like, it's oh, wow. great. Okay. And there's no dialogue. There's no dialogue. Ooh, see, I like that's up my alley. Yeah. Action. You have, yeah. The action's brutal. Yeah, it's it's really good. You gotta you gotta watch some primal here. Gilbert, what's going on, brother? Thanks for the dono. All right. Would Hugo Weaving work as Skeletor, James? Oh. Well he kinda oh, already did yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, he's a great actor, but uh, I don't know, it's such a specific part. I mean, 
you know, you say like Alan Rickman when he did Die Hard or even when he did uh, Sheriff of Nottingham, you know, it's like this part will be married to this person forever. And I think maybe having someone who's already done those kind of roles right. wouldn't be, I think maybe getting someone who's like Lang Geller had never done something like this before. So getting someone right. who's a really cl- classical, classy actor who comes with all the kind of the Oscars and the BAFTAs and the Emmys and they're suddenly doing Skeletor will fill it with just this kind of uh, epicness, I think, which is what we we need. Right. Or if you go the skull route, the really dark skull route where you have a skull, you would just need a body performer and you have a, a talented voice actor do the voice. Oh, yep. that can work too. So, so what you're saying is this design, right? And then... We have, you know, the voice actor could sound like this. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I'll destroy all of you! <laughs> can you imagine? Could you imagine? That would be the most hilarious thing ever. The darkest, scariest looking thing, but he sounds like that. Oh, man. Uh, wasn't there a car... Eric, you would probably know. Wasn't there a moment where Skeletor, these kids were trying to change his mind or something? It's like Christmas episode? Yeah, it's and a Skelet- special Christmas right. special. The He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special. And he, they're like, well, don't you want to do good things? And he's like, but I like being evil. <laughs> and if you're looking for the... If you're looking for the uh, Skeletor to King Randor come in your royal boob, I watched yeah. the entire anime show. It's not in the show. It's oh. in a separate... Like okay. Secret of the Sword movie with He Man, so you got to okay. get the Secret of the Sword movie to get that quote. That was oh, driving me crazy because it's PG, and the was, show is rated G, so that'd be PG. I was I was I was, I was laughing my I was laughing my ass off hearing Skeletor say, "You royal boob!" I was dying. I almost fell off my chair. I was like in tears. All right, so let's get to the our our, our verdict here. At the end, it was a blast and a lot of fun reminiscing uh, over the good and the bad of Master Universe. It was a blast. Uh, let's go ahead and get to it. So, just to remind everyone and chat, don't forget Movie Dojo Army. We will be uh, posting your results because you voted as well. So, you know, I'm always going to do that for you guys. Make sure you guys' voice is heard. The Movie Dojo Army voices are heard. Again, don't forget to, uh, you know, subscribe to Eric. That's right, and follow James Kermack's work. But we'll get to that a little bit later. And again, thank you guys for watching and liking the video. You guys rock hanging out with the old samurai. But is it really that bad? Masters of the Universe. We're not saying it's high art. We're not saying it's the greatest movie of all time. Right? But is it really as bad, as low, as the Rotten Tomato Critics score? Is it really as low as 13% out of 100 yeah. Oh wait. Well, hold on. Hold on a second. You okay? You all right? What? <laughs> I just shocked Lady Fat Blood over here. She was she was drinking her vitamins. So she's like, what? <laughs> she didn't know. You okay? She did not know. She didn't know the score was this low. Are you okay? You want to you want to chime in and say yay or nay? Yeah. She's looking at me. She's like, yeah, this is bullshit. Thirteen percent is ridiculous. All right. Uh, so that's her vote. She just threw it in there. Eric, I know what your I know what your answer is. James, I know what your answer is. It is not as low as thirteen percent. Sumo, you may feel different. You may think. No, it I don't think it's that low. I like okay. it. I said, okay. remember, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Yeah, yeah. I'm right in the middle, so I, I think it's it's a higher uh, performance or percent than 
13. The 13, right? Oh, what yeah. would you get? What would you give it out of curiosity? I would I'd probably put it somewhere in the in the high in the high to mid 50s. Wow. Right. I thought I thought you were going to go lower than that. That's pretty cool. No, no, no. Yeah. It's fun. It's harmless fun, right? I mean, am I going to watch it every day? No. I'll probably no. watch it like in 2-3 years. Right, right, so, right. Pull the dust off the cover. You know, you know what? I'm watching Master Universe. Let's put it on. All right, now let me show uh, Movie Dojo's Army's poll results. Their vote here: Did the Movie Dojo Army think it deserved to be 13 percent? Like, fuck this movie, or you're like, you know what? It's not great, but it's definitely not as low as 13 percent. That's fucking insane. Let's check it out. Here we go. Drum roll, Eric. Drum roll. Okay, fuck the drum. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Drum roll. All right, here we go. Movie Dojo Army. Ta-da. Boom! Oh, nice. Wow! By a landslide, Movie Dojo Army agreed. It is. It deserves to be higher than thirteen percent. Check that out. Wow! That's awesome. That is Eric. good. So, Eric, go seeing the seeing those figurines. I'm hoping that if they do make a another He-Man movie, they have the battle damage armor. Oh yeah, that's this guy. Like imagine that in the movie when they get hit in the chest, their chest yeah. flips and there's damage. That'd be great. <laughs> Best toys ever. So Master Universe gets the pass tonight. It gets a pass. It has passed the test. It is not high art, but with no budget, what are you gonna do? They did the best they could. So this was a lot of fun. Oh, I forgot to show this really quick. Because I'm a nerd. I got some <laughs> Master Universe figs based off the movie. In, uh From Big Boy, Big Bad Toy Store. So we got... Bootleg Dolph here. Nice. Right. Nice. Who, did it, who came, comes did with, it come with grease on the side? <laughs> yeah, it comes with grease. Yes. They got some <laughs> Dolph. Right. We got... Frank Langella Skeletor here. That's come on. There you go. That's there cool. you go. There you go. And of course, I got to represent the cow. Yes, the cow. cow. We got God Skeletor here as well. That's right. You got to represent the no nerds. No represent with a bucket of ribs. Show them your shirt. No, represent sci-fi fantasy. Do swords. This is Lady Fabulous new shirt. It's not. Just show him the shirt. So what? Swords. Show the shirt. Show the shirt. Show the shirt. It's not He-Man. Show it. That's right. Can you get guess the symbol? It's a Highlander. Yeah, Kurgan. Wow. Yeah, Kurgan, son. That's a badass T-shirt. Get the back. Get the back. What's it say on the back? Turn around. Oh my God. Show the back. It's better. Burn it's out. Better. There you go. Yeah. Fade away. Fade away. That's Get my girl. Me. Oh, she's over here. My That's my Kate lady Kate. right there. Of course you are. Of course you are. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how that's how we rock and roll right there. That's my girl right there. Yeah, wearing Kurgan shirt. That's classic. Because she Mr. wanted it. <laughs> Mr. Krabs. <laughs> Mr. Krabs. There you go. Let's go One back other to thing chat to check here. out. He man related. When I was a kid, my mom got me a vinyl record, and it's two-sided, and it's like 20 minutes on each side, and it's yep. like a He-Man uh, story-like thing where you have voice actors going through a separate little story, 
and it's darker than the cartoon. It's kind of like oh. you know a serious version of it, and All you right. can find it on YouTube. I think you just like, like Masters of the Universe vinyl side A and one and two or something like that, and you should be able to find it. It's pretty cool. Oh, all right. That's cool. That's a fun fact. So, I don't know, man. Fingers crossed, I guess, for any future Massive Universe properties. Hopefully, you know, if we never, ever get... Hopefully, this show, this new show is awesome, you know? If this new show is awesome, we're going to sing its praises. And maybe we don't need... Maybe we don't need a live-action adaptation at this point. We'll just be happy with just something good. You know, remember Kevin Smith is kind of like us, man. He grew up with all that stuff, so yeah, he knows all the but, ins and outs on that on that character. But uh, I would, I'd be lying if I would, you know, if I told you if I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be excited. I would be excited if uh, a live action adaptation did did come out with a you know huge budget, and I'd be first in line. I'd be I'm, the first I'm in line laugh. buying the ticket. I'm gonna laugh to come know? up with a new He Man movie, and the uh-huh. majority it's him as Prince Adam, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> That's the Hollywood. That's the Hollywood version. It's They're it. gonna do a prequel. Prince Adam? Prequel, yeah. Oh. Prince Adam. There you go. Yep. And they get mad it's while nobody went to go see the fucking movie. They get mad and make excuses. I thought people would like that. No, He's no. got to have the dome haircut, man. Disney will get the rights. No, actually, this might be fun. No, Disney will get the rights, and they'll do a new spin on it, and it'll be called Evil Lynn. And it'll oh, be her origin story. God damn it. Talking about how she's just a misunderstood lady. God damn it. Uh, okay, I'm going That's it. Someone in Hollywood <laughs> is watching right now, taking notes. God yeah, damn it. We're best friends. Yeah. That'll yep. be announced yep. next Monday. Yep. Her and she her and she were, were best friends. Oh Jesus. Yep. At one point. God <laughs> damn it. Wicked, you... Yep. They, they God damn friends. it. They're best friends, and Prince Adam came between them. And that's it. There's that's your it. story. Time to fight over Prince Adam. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. Lady Fat Blood knows what's up. <laughs> All right. I want to keep you knuckleheads too long. I know uh, Sexy Sumo's got to go to work. James is always yeah. fucking working. And uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's segue here to let chat, remind chat uh, what to do. You know, for these badasses here. All right. I'm going to need all of you guys (laughs) to go subscribe to the Asian movie enthusiasts. That's right. (laughs) And also, I'm going to need you guys to watch James Kermack's movie, Knuckle Dust. It's fucking badass. (laughs) And subscribe to the Fat Samurai Guy if you haven't. He has new merch store as well. Buy a mug. Drink it. That's right, be badasses. <laughs> That's literally the best review I've had so far in the film. <laughs> oh, hey, God. Samurai, Samurai, you got to end it, though. You can't say hmm. good, uh, see you later. You got to say good journey. Yeah. That's right. All right, guys, before we uh, uh, segue out of here, don't forget uh, this Wednesday. All right, uh, the next Is It Really bad, That Bad episode, I'm going to be with Jesse. We're going to be talking about The Shadow. That's right, only The Shadow knows. Is it really that bad? That's the next episode. And Thursday's the big day versus episode. We got directors showing up, martial arts stuntmen, everyone. Eric is going to be there. Sumo, you're not there, right? You're busy, right? I don't know, I don't know where I'm at. I'm somewhere. 
Okay. Well, let me know when we get offline this Thursday. Let me know if you if you want in. What are you covering? It's the versus episode, the raid, son versus dread, oh. twenty twelve. Yo, chat, yo, you got to show up for this. The raid uh, versus dread, twenty twelve, you know, son. You I'll got this. Is good. This is good. You gonna be in? I'll be there in, ch- I'll be there in chat. I won't be okay. in either. Okay. I won't have right. time to watch him. All right. All right. If James wasn't busy, he'd be there too. But yeah, you guys got to be there. That's right. Six p.m. Pacific time. But it's gonna be wild. It's gonna be a fun time. Gotta love these versus episodes. They're getting better and better every week. They're getting more hilarious too. Eric, you got you guys had me laughing last week. Jesus Christ, I was in I was in tears. Shawshank Redemption versus Ricky O. <laughs> oh, my, oh my God, I couldn't stop laughing after that. Uh, so don't forget to show up to that, guys. But uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and end it here. Thanks again for watching. You guys are badasses, and remember, good journey. Good journey. How are we going, guys? <laughs>